0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, I'm chatting with Chris Miles. Chris is the cash flow expert and financial advocate for the entrepreneur. He's a leading authority teaching entrepreneurs and professionals how to quickly free up and create cash flow today, spending time doing what they love the most. He's an author and podcast host of the Chris Miles Money Show. He's been featured in U.S. News, CNN Money, and Entrepreneur on Fire. His company, Money Ripples, has a reputation for getting his clients fast, life-altering financial results. In fact, his clients have increased their cash flow by over $100 million in the last seven years. That's something. Wow. Thanks, Chris, so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Now, before we get into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do, maybe when you're not at work.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I only work part time, which is kind of nice. So, uh, I mean, I'm kind of semi retired right now. Um, a lot of my time is really focused around my family. Um, you know, just enjoying life pretty simple, I guess you could say in, in a sense. I mean, I, I snowbird in the winter time, So that's kind of fun, but, um, I, I, I'll tell you, like, I have fun, fun hobbies. I don't do as much anymore, but I used to be one of the nation's top ballroom dancers. Nice. Um, so I used to do that for a while and then I ended up going into business and having more fun there, you know, but, uh, but yeah, for, for fun and I have eight kids.
0: Wow. That's a houseful.
1: <laughs> yeah, six of my own, two for my new marriage that I just got married last year. And so uh yeah, it's been it's been a fun life. It's been a, a very enjoyable living here in Utah by a snowbird in the winter in different places like California or Texas or wherever it's warmer than Utah, right?
0: Well, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey to begin with. So everybody just loves to be inspired by other people's journey, how they got to where they are. So let's talk a little bit about how you got into coaching and how long have you been doing it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I initially wanted to be a business consultant when I was going to college and what ended up happening, this is back in 2001, right? 2002 is I figured if I was going to you know, help people out in their businesses and consult them. I should probably have real business experience. So my first career, my first real business was actually becoming a financial advisor. And I did that for four years. Um, But then in 2006, I realized, I'm like, wait, I'm looking and these people aren't any better financially. They're really not any better financially free than they were before or not much more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of realized that the stuff I was teaching wasn't working. It was kind of crap. And so I, I left that, vowed never to do it again, in fact, in March of 06, I said, okay, I'm only, I'm only going to do mortgages and then I'm going to do um, ballroom dancing. I want to teach ballroom dancing on the side.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was during that time that I had mentors that came to me and, and they were millionaires themselves and they said, hey, you know, you learn from us, you learn how to do it right. And what was interesting is even though I didn't have, you know, more than a couple grand in my checking account, I was actually able to get to myself to a point where I was able to retire back in 2006 when I was just 28 years old. Wow. And it was at that time that people were saying, what the heck is happening to your life? Like, how are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so even though I was kind of like a coach as a financial advisor in a sense, like I wouldn't really really say I was much of a coach until I was retired and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. You know, I was basically 28 trying to figure out what I was going to do when I, was, when I grew up.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And uh And that was when everything changed. And then that's when people started to seek me out and kind of almost be called out in a sense. And from that moment on, I've been teaching people how to, I mean, different, it's evolved over the, the last 11 or so years, but uh, I've really been focusing on helping people be able to create that freedom.
0: So tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about your business. What exactly do you do? How do you work with people? What, what is it all about?
1: Yeah. So my business is really focused around finding cash flow. Like how do we find and free up cash or create other passive or residual streams of income mm. so that you work in your business because you love it, not because you have to. Because I can tell you from my own personal experience, you're much more powerful as a coach. If you can do it because you love it, because you're great at it, um, but you don't have the worry of money, of having to make the money with doing it too, right? Sure. And so, and that's what I really teach people to do is, especially if they're entrepreneurs is, Hey, how do we get you to self to a point where you're not having to be out there grinding and hustling hundred hour weeks and all that kind of stuff? Like they always say you should do, which I think Mm -hmm. is just bull crap. Personally, (laughs) I think, I don't think people should be out there hustling, you know, for wasting their entire life trying to be busy. Not necessarily be productive. I like leverage. And so I like to help people be able to get to a point where they could, like I said, like, you know, maybe they work full time, but even get them to work part time if they want. You know, that's the big focus is doing what you love, regardless of the money.
0: Yeah. I think that that's a common word these days is everybody's all about the hustle. And I can understand when you're maybe when you're building up a business, when you're just getting started, some of that is necessary. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just don't know that I would enjoy a life that that's all there was.
1: Yeah, it's it's really the 21st century version of work hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the stuff that everybody says you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they re, they repackaged it and called it hustle, right? Um, I believe it's not about working harder and it's not even about working smarter. It's about working right. And what happens is so many times, even if you start to work smarter, and, and that can be good, that's better than working h- just hard, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes even working smarter d- doesn't necessarily lead to the right results. You you can you can study and try to get all the right tools and stuff, but if it's not working aligned with who you are in your business, it doesn't really matter. And so you gotta be make sure you're working right. And when you do when you start doing that, you'll start to realize you don't have to work nearly as many hours. Um, you're not guessing as much. Now you're starting to get into a, a groove and, and people are drawn to you, like they just come out of it everywhere, you know?
0: So everybody knows that starting a business always has its ups and downs. I'd love to know a little bit about maybe a time when you had a, a low point or just a disappointment as you were getting things started in your business.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had a few low points. Um, you know, the big one really that that was that hit me hard was uh, back in 2007, 2008. So 2006, as you know, I retired. But people, again, kept asking me to help them. So I started helping some friends, you know, just mm-hmm. People that came to me, I, 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 seriously, when people asked me what I did, I told my soul drugs because I didn't <laughs> want to have to explain what I did because I didn't even know how to describe it. Right. Um, but in 2007, like there were some other guys that were retired, like I was that said, Hey, I want you, you know, why don't we come work together and do this? And so I actually cut off a lot of my income streams to, to kind of live that next level, that next mission or passion. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that time in 2007, that's when the whole credit crisis started hitting the recession, the Great Recession happened. Uh, funny enough, a lot of people I was coaching were real estate investors at that time. And so when that happened, so I cut off my income streams and the people that were real estate investors didn't have money themselves to even pay us. Sure. I found myself between my business, and my personal life, I was in the hole. I was short every month by $16,000 every month. Oh, wow. And, and found myself going from millionaire to upside down millionaire where I was now a million dollars in debt. Oh, No. And now remember, I'm supposed to be the guy that had it all figured out. I was, my whole focus at that time was getting people out of the rat race, so to speak. Kind of similar to now, but a lot wiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was my whole focus. But now I found myself back in the rat race, and so I was de- struggling with all these these issues of integrity and you know and and being a, you know, am I a hypocrite because now I'm back in the rat race and I'm supposed to be helping people get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a big struggle, both emotionally, mentally, financially, for sure. I mean, I had creditors calling like crazy and. You name it. I mean, it was, it was horrible, right? Mm. Um, but that was the very time that I created the resources, and the tools to help get me out of that situation that has allowed me to help my clients save over, now over a hundred million dollars. Just my one on one clients alone have saved that in the last seven years.
0: Wow. So you really took a, a low point, learned from it, and then created tools to help other people hopefully stay out of that situation.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, you think about the evolution. Like, I'm not the type. I'm not the person to teach what I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I just don't feel right about it, right? I don't like to teach theory. I like to teach something that I actually do in practice. And and so at that time, I realized, okay, I'm in the rat race. Maybe I should take my focus off of that. And I realized during the right recession that there was lots of people, not just real estate investors, but everybody, were were feeling tied up. They were tight financially.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: a lot of them would say, you know, Chris, I'd love to hire you, but I just don't have the money. I can't find the money to do it. And being in my situation where I was, you know, 16000 the a whole each month and having to get resourceful and create money out of having no extra savings and no credit, nothing like that to, to really rely on, I had to get creative and resourceful and figure it out to sol- solve my own problems. And so when they would say that to me, I said, well, I bet you I could find the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and and that's what started my whole cash flow process was, hey, I can find the money. Like, let's let's see how we can get creative here. And I would see things that they wouldn't normally see. And I, would, I would look at their situation thinking, my goodness, this is way better than mine. And uh, and that's where I came. I went from a place of judgment where I used to tell people, come on, it's easy to make money. Just make it. All mm-hmm. sent to a place of compassion and saying, hey, I can't judge you because trust me, I'm worse. I've been worse off than you have.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And, uh, and that's where the hope came from. The hope and the belief and the resources to help people be able to do it. And so my whole cash flow process evolved because – of my own situation and that's what people were asking for anyway. So I just evolved and adapted to what people needed and, and it was perfect. It was absolutely what people needed. It was a niche that nobody was really doing and, and uh, it's, it's blessed my life tremendously since as well as hundreds and thousands of others.
0: When you got to that point of really being really struggling and then pulling yourself out of it, moving into helping other people, you know, maybe be able to see some of the things that were right in front of them, but they couldn't see it. You could. You kind of created an interesting niche for yourself. Do you feel like that was maybe the tipping point in your business? Or can you talk about a time when you felt like you were getting some momentum when the clients were just starting to come to you and you knew about you?
1: You know, yeah, it happened in a few waves. I mean, everything happens mm-hmm. pretty. By progression, of course, right? Um, there was definitely a tipping point for me. Um, I'll tell you the tipping point actually led to a tipping point later when I launched Money Ripples because that was mm-hmm. a previous business I had with some other partners. Um, but I'll tell you the tipping point was is that I know when I was dealing with my own scarcity and my own crap, and I think a lot of other coaches can relate to this too, is that when you're dealing with your own stuff, and, and a lot of times your mess becomes your message, you know, a lot of the things that you're struggling with becomes the very thing you can help people with as well. Um, but it's, there's a there's struggle. And I know when I was going through my greatest scarcity, it, I almost wanted to go recluse. I wanted to just figure it out. And then when I had it all figured out, I can come back out and coach again, right? Right. But I realized that the best thing I could have done was not go recluse and not cut off relationships because relationships are key to building your business and to serving people. I mean, it doesn't matter how amazing you are. If you're not serving people, nobody cares. Like you're... At that point, you're just arrogant, right? If you're yeah. not serving people, you just have a lot of knowledge, but you're not sharing it. You're just an arrogant person that thinks you know everything, but you're not serving anyone. And so you got to have that ability to connect and build relationships. And And that helped me when I launched Money Ripples, when I had really a two-year non-compete with that previous company mm-hmm. and I had a launch from scratch, right? Um, with brand new relationships and everything, I was able to get to a six-figure pr- practice within a year um all because i realized the importance of relationships and reaching out to people and and focus on creating value for people that just that was my tipping point when i started to focus really on how do i create value don't worry about my my problems and my situation just get out and serve and solve problems mm-hmm. the rest will follow like money is just a result of service you know it's really money is a paper receipt of service right and or promise to be served you know if you're if you're obviously getting payment up front so My whole focus was, okay, how can I serve people, solve problems, or add value in a way that I become invaluable to them and they need me in their life? Right. And I think if you make that as your focus as a coach, um, it's amazing how much easier business becomes.
0: I love that because I think that a lot of coaches, they get so bogged down in being perfect, perfecting their message, you know, figuring out the ideal client, getting the website going, you know, all of the <laughs> all of the busyness that that we can do as entrepreneurs. And then they sort of, you know, or even just putting out content, put it out, put it out, put it out. <laughs> and then they wonder why no one is coming to them Yeah, and to kind of you know, circle back around to what You were saying it's like if no one knows about you, no one's going to know about you. You know, you you have to get out and talk to people. You have to build those relationships and get in there and and actually serve actual people before you can have an expectation of clients or or just people knowing you or people talking about you or referring you. It's Mm -hmm. all about those relationships.
1: It absolutely is. I mean, I remember one turning point. Well, when I launched Money Ripples just about five years ago, I mean, I. I knew because I had that, you know, first off, when you go through a struggle like I did back in 2007, 2008, you know, and and finally started coming out of it in 2009, you know, I'll tell you like, at that point, like the fear was still there. I didn't want to go back there again, but I also knew because I had been there and I survived, what was it really to fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that the key was through relationships. And so when I, when I first started launching it, um, my, with my money ripples business, you know, I, of course I post on Facebook, you know, thanking my six years to that previous company and then saying, Hey, I've now launched a new company called money ripples, you know, check it out. And hey, if you want to talk to me, let's chat. Right. But I remember I was breaking into a women entrepreneur space. That was like my first place I went to because that was the one place the non compete wasn't hitting. I was mostly working with chiropractors and dentists and physical therapists, people like that. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a market I knew he, w- that the other company wasn't in. Right. And when I went to that women entrepreneur space, I was like, wow, I don't really know that many people, but I know a few. And so I went and I invited them out to lunch. And, of course, they were skeptical, wondering, well, what's he trying to get at? Like, what's he want? You know, or uh-huh. does he have some network marketing company he wants to promote to me or something like that, right? <laughs> and uh, and I just tell him, like, no, I just want to get to know you better, you know, and, and develop this relationship a little bit. And I did. And, and during that time, I talked very little about about me, but I would ask them about what's going on in their life, in their business, or whatever, And my whole focus was, okay, what's one idea I can help them with, like advice or a relationship I can connect them with that would serve them. Mm -hmm. And that was my whole focus. And the crazy thing is when they realized I was genuine, then they said, hey, you know what? There's somebody else you should meet. You should go talk to so-and-so. And And they would connect me to that person. And then I would connect with them. And then they would say, you know what? You should meet so-and-so. And And I would just kind of connect organically one by one. And pretty soon, within just a couple months, I had people reaching out to me, like on Facebook Messenger or whatever, saying, hey, I've been hearing your name everywhere. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know what? In fact, I had one lady who was a business coach said, you know what? I heard great things about you. Do you want to come teach at my finance academy? And by the way, what do you talk about? <laughs> like she already <laughs> wanted to bring me on to speak, and she had no clue even what I taught. I had to tell her. And then she said, oh, yeah, that's perfect. We'll do that. Nice. And And that shifted everything in my business. And that's why... It launched so quickly. In fact, I came in a circle of of people where there was already money type people in that space, Mm -hmm. but because of my niche and because of who I was and how I showed up, man, like I, I dominated, you know, it was awesome.
0: I really love that story because it really proves to me. I mean, it proves that you can, you can invest time, but it doesn't have to be this, this long, indefinite, huge amount of time, but it's not overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like, there's a balance. It's almost like out there online today, you really get the impression that a lot of people are finding this overnight success.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then when I talk to people, I'm getting a lot more feedback where it's like, no, you have to really be consistent. You have to invest some time. Oh, yeah. But there can be a nice balance. It doesn't have to be you have to put 10 years into it. Mm -mm. So I like the fact that that what you're saying is if you get out there and you're serious and you're authentic and you serve people, you do have to invest in yourself. But it doesn't have to be this long, huge, drawn out thing. You can make some real moves in a relatively short amount of time and really make a successful business.
1: Absolutely, it's that whole power versus force concept, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, whenever you try to force something, you usually break it. It's just like when you're trying to, you know, undo a screw. If you just get impatient with it and you just start stripping the screw, well, now you can't even get the screw out. Right? Versus very gently, you know, starting to work it, and then all of a sudden it comes out. In fact, probably faster and easier than it would have if you just try to use, you know, blunt force strength. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, using brute strength, and so. That same thing applies to business. Whenever I see people trying to force their business, trying to make things happen, quote unquote, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, yep. make it happen is always a big key term, and and I agree with make it happen with some exceptions, which is you know don't force it to happen. But yeah, con- be consistent, be constantly moving and progressing, but don't force it. And you'll find that you'll attract way more people because that that force energy is it seems like desperation. And right. and you've ever, if you've ever been to any networking meeting before, you know what it's like when you've been around people that you could tell need the money or need the business, Right. you want to run away. Like You don't attract (laughs) people, you repel people. And so you got to work five times, 10 times as hard to make the same results as you would if you just relaxed and just showed up powerfully, standing in your power, realizing, hey, I am amazing at what I am and what I do and who I am and what I do. Let's go out and serve people and create value. People will be drawn to you and you won't have to work nearly as hard. It's amazing.
0: Just for the few minutes that we've been talking, Chris, um, a lot of what you're talking about, you know, getting started, retiring at at 28, coming back, building up another business, coming back again, building up something else. What would you say has been your favorite achievement so far in business?
1: I think my favorite achievement is that as of this year, this is the second time I've gotten to the point where I could retire. You know, where I I mean, obviously, we, we all, you know, we all work in our business by choice. Um, but when I started to realize, I said, wow, you know, actually my residual streams of income and and my passive streams and everything is, is more than enough to take care of my family, even a family of 10, (laughs) you know, right? Um, and, and that's, and that's powerful. And so I think what's cool and, and I remember at my low point, you know, like when I hit, especially that low point in 2008, I mean, I was, I mean, even 2009 was kind of a low point for me because I remember I lost my house. I had a three quarter million dollar house that, I lost some foreclosure. In fact, the guy knocked on the door and said, hey, I bought it in cash. When can you get out? And my wife at that time was about to have her fourth child. And so I had to beg him and pay him a couple grand of rent just to stay in for a few weeks, right? While we found a place and she could have the baby. <laughs> um, it was a hard, hard time. I mean, imagine her postpartum as we're moving out of the house of our dreams, right? You know, and moving into a much smaller home. I mean, I went through a lot of crap, you know, um, a lot of mess. But I remember during that time, the thing that gave me hope was that I knew that there are no accidents, that there's that synchronicity, that everything happens for a reason. And I and I knew it was like I don't know what the whole end picture of this is. But I said, I have some opportunities here. I mean, one, if I can serve at least one person with what I struggled with to be able to help them in their life, then that would be successful. And then secondly, I mean, when I got to the point of retiring the first time, I remember thinking, whoa, that happened really fast. How did I even do that? Hmm. And so I remember thinking, you know, when I started going through this mess, I said, well, have a, I have an opportunity to prove it a second time, to prove that these principles work. So what if I could do it again? You know, and even coming from a much worse position, right? Like from, like I said, a million dollars in debt to be able to pay off over 900000 of that in just three and a half years. And, and again, build myself back to the place where I can say, hey, you know, I'm doing this by choice because this is what I'm called to do. That was amazing. So I think that's my number one accomplishment is that I not only proved these principles once, I proved it twice. I was able to retire twice and I'm not even, I'm turning 40 in a couple months. I mean, that's I think what's powerful.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story. I love that. Um what would you say that you're most excited about creating next?
1: You know, I I'm, I'm excited about the next the next phase of my business is started to evolve again, right? Um and again, I'm always evolving even though my message is pretty much the same. Um mm-hmm. the way I go about doing it is different and and so for example, one of the things I've started to do is I've started to take two of my niches and combine them together to create a super niche. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um, love it. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so and this actually started because uh, again, being called out, there's a a guy, he's a multimillionaire investor, you know, slash neurosurgeon by day, superhero by night kind of thing, right? Kind of a Bruce Wayne sort of guy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so he uh he kind of he kind of said, Hey Chris, like you know, you've taught some amazing things. He's like, But the one thing you blew my mind with is how you do this life insurance thing to, you know, essentially make money twice, you know, so mm-hmm. using life insurance combined with the real estate strategy, um, to where they make money with the same money twice now instead of just once making great money on the real estate side. But now you're making money on another side too with the same money. And he's like, I would love, he's like, I already got investors that are here. People are like doctors, neurosurgeons, anesthesiologists, radiologists, whoever. And these guys need to know this stuff. And so, uh, so even though I said, Hey, okay, I'm only working five or 10 hours a week you know, I'll take on a little bit more. It's kind of cool because now I'm starting to do that phase and I'm starting to realize as they talk to me that they didn't just want that insurance conversation. Like he thought a lot of them still want the cash flow help too. They want to know like, how do I get myself to a place where I'm creating passive income and I'm figuring out how I can get myself to retire as quickly as possible. And, uh, and so now I've gone from not just having this niche of this unique niche on the life insurance side, which is very unique anyways. There's very few people that know even what I teach. Um, and then very few people know my cash flow process, but now putting them together, nobody does it. So now right. it's like, I'm in my, I was already kind of my own industry, but now it's like, I've created one that I'm, I'm like un, virtually untouchable, you know? Yeah. And that's what's yeah. fun. I think it's this, it's, it's finding that and, and it's making a massive impact in people's lives. I mean, my average client up for the last seven years has found like 34,000 a year, but now over the last year, it's been almost like 50,000 or more a year. Wow. So it's, it's just getting better and better results.
0: And I think that a couple of things that you said that, that I really love is the first thing you said is, is that it's really fun. And I think for anybody that's in business for themselves, it, it just has to have that element of fun or what's the point of doing it? So, I mean, that's really great. And then also you were saying that, you know, you're getting these these people that you're helping to the point where they can choose to retire if they want to. And I think for so many people, that just opens up just such an amazing opportunity to be able to give back, to be able to start a nonprofit, to be able to to be of even more service, just to to be able to do so much when they're not necessarily having to think about work, or they can go out and do more work if they choose to, but it becomes their choice. Yeah.
1: I think... Yeah, that's, th- that's the thing I think is fun as a coach is that, you know, it doesn't have to be the same. It can always, it, you obviously, you want to evolve and progress. And I, I remember even last winter as I was, you know, staying, we we're snowbirding in, in California, Southern California, staying down there for a few months. I remember thinking, man, I'm only working five or 10 hours a week. That's a pretty cool accomplishment to be making six figures at five or 10 hours a week, right?
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. But,
1: but even better, I was like, I'm, I was getting bored. Like you, you can actually, I think if you're, if you live on purpose, there can get it to a point where you work too little mm-hmm. and you can actually lose purpose, right? You kind of lose that fire because you're not out there serving as much. At least it is for me in my experience. And so when I was able to find something new and be able to serve people in a, in a bigger way again, it actually gave me more passion and more fire, which ironically enough, just attracts more people to you. And, <laughs> and, uh, it, it just creates that, that whole ripple effect, right?
0: Right. I'd like to talk a little bit about what's working right now in business. So a lot of coaches, they're always trying to find ways to to earn revenue. You know, some people really enjoy just having one-on-one clients and that's what they love. And other people love to kind of dabble, if you will, and do a little, you know, online programs, do some one-on-one coaching, write some books for some passive income. How are you generating revenue in your business?
1: You know, Two main ways. I mean, I have active and then I have residual or passive income, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, definitely the active is, is the consulting I do, which is kind of the part that's the extra gravy for me financially right now, right? Right. Um, and that's, and that's just fun. That's just like, Hey, okay, if I'm going to invest some time, there should be some, some compensation for that, especially for my time and expertise, especially. Um, the other ways is like residual and, and my residual comes from a few different ways. Um, some of it's from my money making money. Um, others is actually just from me. I'm a really good connector. And so a lot of times when people are saying, Hey, who do you know that does blank? Mm-hmm. You know, I got this weird database in my head of like people that I know can serve them or especially good quality people. Cause I really attract quality people in my life that have integrity. And so if somebody said, Hey, who do you know that does blank? Um, depending on the business and the person, like a lot of those models, the people would say, Hey, I'll pay you a referral fee. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually getting paid referral fees from people just because I'm referring business to them. So I get streams of income from that. I'm getting streams of income from my podcast. You know, I'm, I'm generating money from that as well. That's, that's very passive and that's great too. And, and so just, it's from multiple places. And I think that's what makes it fun is that, um, you know, the stress and the worries kind of sh- shedded a little bit because of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, one thing that a lot of coaches have in common is everybody's wanting to know, you know, how do I bring new people in? You know, how do I get those discovery calls? How do I get new clients on the roster? So what would you say is your favorite strategy to bring new clients into your business?
1: You know, um, for me, I mean, that if you look at the median, that I use. I mean it's usually social media and my podcast. That's the number one way for me. Um but I recognize that everybody has a different marketing style. Uh, in fact I think the worst thing I see out there today is that many coaches try to just duplicate and try to fit themselves in one little box and mm-hmm. all do the same thing. So I mean somebody somebody sees Gary Vaynerchuk for example and he starts dropping F bombs left left and right. They think, oh well I should just start swearing and that'll attract people to me. Right. And that doesn't work, right? Um, because And it doesn't work as well as it does for Gary. And <laughs> sure. it, it's just everybody's different. And so I think the biggest thing is finding your own unique voice and focusing on that. I mean, and, it, and that voice could be best done through video. And sometimes there's a charismatic type of personality where people actually respond much better when they see you versus when they hear you. So if that's the case, you should be doing videos. If you're more of a charismatic type of personality, you have videos. If you're more of a, a vocal kind of person where people just... I, I get this all the time. This is why I focus more on my podcast is because there's people that would show up and just reach out to me or even reach out to like my sales manager and say, Hey, um, I, w- I want to know how to work with Chris. And I know like sometimes she would, my sales manager would ask, well, why do you want to work with Chris? Uh, I don't I actually, honestly, I don't know what he does. I just, I hear his voice and I trust him. And, and I realize that my voice, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody has different gifts, but my voice, people realize it's sincere, it's genuine and that I've got the answers. And so they want that. And so I think that's the key is finding your own voice, quote unquote, whether that's your, through your you know, your visual face, whether it's through your content or it's through your actual literal voice, finding out what that is and then just diving deep into that. I mean, I've stopped doing nearly as much video and webinars anymore. I've gone almost all just podcasts and podcast interviews. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's amazing how people just keep showing up and and I'll tell you how many times, time and time again, I get multiple messages every week where people say, Hey, I've been listening to you over the last several months or sometimes years. And, uh, I feel like you're the guy for me. What do I have to do to work with you? And that's not a sales conversation. That's just a matter of, okay, can I get them results? <laughs> you know,
0: right. and
1: are they a good fit for me where I feel like I would, I would honor my energy and my time by working with them and get them good results. And it's not, I mean, the sales conversations are hardly a sales conversation. It's just more like a, Hey, let's just figure out where you are. And those discovery sessions come naturally because people realize that one, I have a unique voice. I speak, I speak as who I am authentically to me. And then two, this is key too, is having your own niche. Right. Make sure that you do have a niche that people know what, what you're doing, like what you're out about and what you're creating. That's secondary to the voice, you know, to to finding your own person unique personality and how that works uh, and being authentically you, but I think secondly is you got to have a a niche that others don't have or that somehow is different. You know, I had a guy just ask me yesterday. He said, Hey, Chris, like I actually want to, I'm calling, I'm talking to you because, um, I want to become kind of like you in a way. I want to become someone who people can go to to ask financial advice about different investment options and things like that. And, and just give them a non-biased approach, you know, just an unbiased approach that just says, here's the education of everything. Here's the pros and cons from everybody's point of view. And my feedback to him was, well, then you're not going to, you're, you're kind of vanilla. (laughs) Like, in fact, people want bias. They, 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 they say they want unbiased advice, but at the same time, they don't want so many options they can't pick. They want someone to help guide them. You know, even if it means that you have to lead, help them seek their own answers, still they need someone to help guide them there. That's what a coach does. And so if you just say, here's all the options, here you go. And here's all the pros and cons of everything. They're not going to take action and you're going to get frustrated. Cause I know I did it. (laughs) So I was like, you need to find your niche. If you can find out like what makes you unique and, and it just starts somewhere. You don't have to have it perfect, but start honing it in a little bit and who you're serving and who you're talking to and, and addressing what they want then you'll have no problem getting new clients.
0: Yeah, I like that because if as long as you get started, you know, pick pick some sort of a niche that feels good to you and then as you get going, you can you can shift a little, you can mm-hmm. narrow it down, you can make changes, but you know, one of the big things is just to get started, not to try to have everything perfect and have everything decided and set in stone, but to get going.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You got to start somewhere, but it's it's a matter of that progress. It's always like focusing on Again, how you can serve people, how you, what what you can do is uniquely solve problems for them. That if you really get it figured out, like that, no one else can really do. Doesn't matter the technique. Doesn't matter that stuff. Doesn't matter because people. You, there could be people that offer the same exact technique that you do, you know, or same type of coaching, you know, certification or whatever you're doing, right? But they will buy you because you are unique. You've got unique education experiences. You've got unique personality that different people resonate with. Your whole goal is just to call those people out. And and be able to to know who those people are clearly in your mind, like see them in your head, know who you're talking to, and those people will show up. Um, I know when I started fo- when I changed slightly, I tweaked my message. So I went from you know, help people be able to find and free up money so they can create freedom and prosperity today, right? It's like how do you increase your cash flow? That was kind of the, the thing. But now I got a little bit more specific. I said, yeah, how can you get your money and your business working for you so you don't have to keep working for money? I mean, still, I can do this, some of the same techniques that I do even in that previously, but now it's a whole different focus. And now I'm getting people that actually, a lot of cases, do make at least six figures that say, hey, either one, I'm making more money, but where's it all going? I should be better off financially. Why am I not? Right. Or two, I've got this money, but how do I get it making money for me so I don't have to keep struggling and working and hustling? Yes. And, and just those two points alone, it's funny how I, even if I hold that in my head, that image in my head, and I don't say it, I just hold that in my head. It's amazing how people will reach out and say, I feel like you're exactly the person I need. And it's like, cool, let's talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've built up a successful business more than once. I would love to know if you had to give a piece of advice to a brand new coach who's wanting to build a successful business, what should they be focused on first? Or maybe what do you wish you had done first if you had it to do over again?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think... Well, cause I did have to do it over again. Like you said, yep. I think that I, I got, I figured out more quickly the second time around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think just what we already mentioned. I mean, really one is who are you serving? Like, who do you really want to serve? You don't have to, it does not have to be the, the infinite, definite be all for the rest of your life. Just right now, like, who are you serving? What kind of person? Not just what their demographics are, male, female, age, you know, money, income, or things like that, but even like their psychographics, like, what are they thinking? What questions are they asking? Like when I mentioned those two questions, I mentioned like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm making more money, but where's it all going? You know, I'm making decent money, but I don't feel like I am. I should be better off. I mean, that's one. It's because to hurt it over and over people saying that. So I just repeat it back. And then people feel like you're reading their mind and they they automatically say, wow, yeah, that's me. In fact, you just said it in words that I don't know if I would even describe. And that's how that, you know, that they're for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just like that, or even like just getting the money work for them. So they don't have to keep work for money. Like, like getting to know psycho, like really like what words are they saying in their head? Maybe that they're not even verbalizing. If you can get a clear enough image of that person, you'll get rid of so much of the struggle and hassle. And again, you have to be as clear as I got because that took years, but start somewhere, you know, even if it's just one question that they're asking, start there and tell them this is, you know, I hear this all the time. Here's a question I have. This is how I solve it. Right. So if you can get there, that, oh my goodness, like that would put you a head and shoulders above 95 plus percent of the coaches out there just by knowing that very specifically. And then secondly, doing what I said before, which is focus on creating value. You know, focus on, again, those people, I mean, find out who you're serving and then talking to those people that are already connected to those people you're serving, serving them or just serving that audience, like finding people to serve, constantly create value. Um, in a way that people want to reciprocate naturally, and I don't expect reciprocation. I just expect that as I serve, things show up, mm. and uh, and so the, not blocking that flow. In fact, uh, even when I was in in my money ripples business, there was a, a quarter in January, in the first uh, quarter of 2014. I'd already been in business for just over a year, had a great you know great 2013, made well over 100 grand, and then 2014, pretty much what I made in three months was about what would have been a good month for me. So sales were way down and I was getting frustrated. And mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I was talking with a friend venting and then all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh, wait, I know what I need to do. And so I hung up with her and I went home and I wrote a blog post and I and I basically said, here's the five key areas of business that you need to address. And in that blog post, I mentioned like, you know, you need a business coach, you need marketing, sales, which are separate, Right. You need tech, you know, technology stuff and and even financial too, financial education. And I referred like 13 or 14 different people in that blog. Um, In fact, I, of course, put myself in the financial realm, but I even put my competition in there too. I put one or two other people. I said, yeah, these people, they don't do what I do, but they're awesome. And so if you need this, go talk to them. And I remember that person, by the way, she was totally shocked. I even referred to her. She's like, what are you doing? We're competitors. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 we're not because you can't do what I do and I don't do what you do. So we're both brilliant in our own space. So uh, why not? Um, The funny thing is I married her last year, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I'll tell you what's interesting is that you would think because I, I I was referring and driving traffic to their websites and to them personally, you would think that I would get referrals back from them. Well, that was March of, of 2014 when that happened. April of 2014, I had my biggest month of my business ever. I, had, I hit $50,000 that month. Um, and that was the biggest one up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that was awesome. The crazy thing is is none of those referrals or none of those people I, I did business with were referred to me from those 14 people. Interesting. None of them. It was all because, again, I did what was right and I let the consequence follow, which the natural consequence of creating value is that value comes back. It creates that flow And of course I got referrals from those people later on and, and, you know, I've made, you know, tens of thousands from those same people. But what was cool is that nothing came from those people. And that was a very good evidence of how dollars do follow value and that when you do what's right, when you know you're doing the thing that you're following aligned with principles, naturally money is just a byproduct when you're creating value.
0: Right. And not to get hung up on, you know, how is it going to work? Because you could have easily sat there and thought, I'm going to write this blog post. I'm going to mention all these people. Then they're going to refer back to me. That's how I'm going to make some money. But You didn't you didn't do that. You just wrote an amazing post, put a lot of value out there and let it go. And then it just sort of naturally started coming back in different ways, maybe ways that you didn't even think about.
1: I, I did the very thing that I wanted others to do with me. Right. It's it's kind of the golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to be have done unto you, right? And I just did that in business too. I said, "Hey, if I want people to refer me, I should first be the person referring others." Like whatever you want to see, if, if people aren't paying you on time, look at your own life. Are you paying them on time, right? right? You know, if you want, you know, more people to hire you, are you hiring people as well? Or are you just, you know, sitting there saying, "I don't need anybody's help." Well, they're going to say the same thing to you. Most of the time, the excuses and the challenges you're dealing with are a very reflection of the very thing you're doing to other people. So if you want to break cycles, break it first with yourself, and then you'll notice everything
0: else follows, too. That's great advice. Chris, this has been so good. I've learned so much from you in just these few minutes that we've been talking. Now, we're going to finish up with our final five rapid-fire questions. Fun. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: I would say that that uh, habit is... Again, what I mentioned like again, focusing on people, like how do I show up and serve people, and it becomes so common, common nature that it just becomes part of who you are um that's when you don't even realize what you do, and so I think that that common habit that I do is that I'm always focusing on what can I do to give them something, and I know that whatever will happen, my my needs will be taken care of
0: What's one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop I think the quality is
1: is i'm going to say authenticity but not just the way that everybody's throwing it out there, I'd say authentically genuine to who you are, like taking what you have and turning the volume up, like becoming more of who you are, like understanding yourself and then developing that. I think that's, and that's where the qualities and traits will naturally follow from that too. I mean, if you're a naturally good listener, Hey, that'll become great when you start to focus more and more on developing that. But I think really it's focusing on understanding who you genuinely are, like discovering yourself is that key
0: recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life.
1: You know, it, it, funny enough, it was the very first book I ever read. um in, When I started becoming an entrepreneur, it was the very first personal development book I did, which was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm. Um, it's a book that's a classic. Um It's kind of like a think and grow rich type of classic, right? But I'll tell you, even compared to think and grow rich, that one changed my life because it's about – that pe- those people, that relationship had to, again, attract people. And when you can create that connection with people, they know they like, can trust you, then they want to do business with you.
0: Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without.
1: <laughs> um, I'd say Facebook. Mm, you know, for one. me personally, that's Facebook. Um, it's not a tough resource, but I'll tell you that you know, again, that allowing people to connect with you, to understand and get to know you even better than you know them, but they feel like they know you. Oh boy, that's, that's critical because that's when there's leverage. That's when you start to realize that people are following you, whether you know it or not. They're following you. They want to, they want to understand you. And then next thing you know, they reach out to you and then they, possibly could become your best clients.
0: Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned, uh, I'm on Facebook, obviously, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, facebook.com forward slash money ripples is my money ripples business page that I have there. You can connect with me there. Um, You can also, um, you know, a great way is also follow my podcast either on iTunes. It's called the Chris Miles money show. You can follow on iTunes or you can just, you know, find on blog talk radio or your favorite podcast type of app. But yeah, definitely find the Chris Miles Money Show. I, I, That's where I give all my great nuggets.
0: I'll be sure to get all of those links and the resources on the show notes page. This has been such a great conversation, Chris. I want to thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's been an absolute honor. Thank you so much.